My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I'm Pip and welcome to the Midwife Pip podcast, the home of expert information and real chats on all things pregnancy, birth and beyond. Remember, as a podcast listener, you can get 15% off my online courses at midwifepip.com using the code podcast15. This week, it is just me joining you and I really want to talk to you about packing your hospital bag super practical one of those things that i get so many questions on and the reality is we totally overcomplicate it and cause ourselves so much extra unnecessary stress at a time where we want to be promoting oxytocin and calm relaxation and instead we are rushing around worrying about what items we are putting in our hospital bag so i want this episode to help you kind of find a bit more calm and recognize that it's not needing to occupy as much as of your kind of headspace and time as perhaps you may have been letting it or been tempted to let it so I know that as you get towards your due date, it really is at the forefront of your mind having that bag ready. Now, it's useful to remember that a full term baby is considered from 37 weeks, but a normal period is from 37 to 42 weeks. That's a normal gestational period for your baby to be born with. And of course, there are always some, some aren't there. There are some babies that make a slightly earlier appearance into the world. And so because of that, the kind of recommendation I say is to think about packing your bag at around 35 weeks. So you aren't worrying about those just in case moments because we really want to reduce worry at this stage of pregnancy. We want to get that oxytocin going and get you to enjoy the last few weeks of carrying your little person inside of you. Now, the first rule is to remember how many people you're packing your hospital bag for, because it's not just for you. It's for mum, it's for birth partner or partners and baby or babies if you're expecting multiples. Also, it's often actually not mum who typically packs the bag, let's be honest, but it's often not mum who's getting things out the bag, especially during labour. It's much more likely to be your birth partner or your midwife. So my first bit of advice is to try and encourage your birth partner to get involved with the packing of the bag process. Or if they're not so keen, make it super easy to find where things are because there is nothing more annoying for you than seeing your perfectly packed bag ending up strewed all over your bathroom 
in a desperate rush for someone to locate that essential lip balm that you need at that moment. So to make it really easy, think about having separate bags or compartments in in a bag for different people. So for example, separate section of the bag for mum and baby, and then maybe a separate backpack for birth partner. That way you've essentially saved a third of your bag or two thirds of your bag, sorry, being strewed all over the floor because you know where that third is that's for you at that point in labor where you really need that lip balm. So that makes it easier. Now there is no right or wrong bag to use. Try and utilize a bag you've already got at home because you're probably buying enough new things at this stage. Um, A small suitcase or a kind of overnight bag is perfect. You do not need to pack the kitchen sink. I promise you, honestly, some people come in with about six or seven bags and it's like they're going on an all-inclusive holiday for a month. You don't need that much. And then having a separate bag for birth partners is really handy because if they do need to leave or pop home, then all their essentials for them are already to hand. So they don't need to disturb you or go through that bag again, strewing everything everywhere, looking for their wallet and keys, etc. My next bit of advice for easy searching is labeling. I love a label, love a bit of organization, but it does make life super simple. So for example, pack your muslins in a bag with a clear a clear bag with a little label saying muslins on, or baby's first outfit, or their going home outfit, or your post-birth outfit. That's always the one, the post-birth outfit, because mum's never looking for that one. Dad's going, is it, is it, is it these pants? Is it, is it this dressing gown? Is it this nighty? So having a bag that someone can grab for you is super, super handy. Then have a separate bag for dirty clothing because you do not want your baby poo stains or kind of blood stained underwear getting mixed with your clean items. And typically when clothes get dirty in labor birth or newborn stages, they get really dirty. So having a waterproof bag that you can chuck it all in so it's not contaminating everything is great. And it makes for easier unpacking. When you get home, if you can't unpack your bag for a month, it doesn't matter. If you've got your dirty stuff out on in the washing machine, the other stuff can wait. So it takes that pressure off when you get home as well. Now, becomes a challenge when you're shopping for newborn clothes. And I definitely got so confused when I had my baby because there's all this newborn stuff and then there's naught to three months. Well, to me, naught should be newborn, no? Apparently not. Now, most newborn sleep suits will fit a baby up to about nine to 10 pounds. And most babies are born under that. So you may be fine just with some naught to 10 pound stuff. Now, before we go into what items to pack, remember you really are unlikely to be in hospital for a long period of time, so we don't need to go mad. You will find lots and lots of checklists, etc., on the internet. But let's start with what to pack for your baby. Perhaps a few sleep suits, around three, and about three body suits or vests, depending on the temperature and the time of year you're having a baby. A hat, a cardigan, if it's not a warm time of year, and a snowsuit for going home if it's cold outside. A few muslins and a blanket, and then plenty of nappies and some cotton wool or fragrance-free wipes if you prefer, and then a car seat. Simple. 
for mum, we can think of this of two parts, things for labor and birth and things for afterwards. So for labor and birth, your maternity notes and birth plan, really important. Something to birth in that's comfortable and allows you to move around freely. A comfortable pillow, because for some reason, NHS pillows are like pancakes and they are in short supply. Some entertainment, because birth can sometimes last a little while. So thinking about perhaps a pack of cards, some music, chargers, books, lots and lots of snacks and a water bottle, air flannel, a spray bottle with some cold water in can be really nice or a handheld fan because labor can get quite hot work, a lip balm and a wash bag. And I recommend popping in your wash bag some really nice mini toiletries that you love for that post-birth shower because there's nothing more magical than after the birth of your baby being able to enjoy a really nice shower with some of your favorite little treats. Then postpartum, big cotton knickers in a dark color. Plenty of them and maternity pads, not your sanitary pads, the maternity ones, which are really chunky. A comfortable bra. And if you're breastfeeding, you may want to go for a nursing style. Slippers or flip-flops, a dressing gown, comfy nightwear, some clean clothes to wear home and cash or card for paying for parking. And of course, birth partners, lots of snacks because no one wants a hangry birth partner. Some cash or card again for cafe trips or parking, a change of clothes so they're not smelly and a simple wash bag so they can keep feeling fresh. And breaking it down into who you're packing for really does make it a lot easier, a lot less overwhelming. You're less likely to forget stuff and it makes the unpacking so much more straightforward too. You have honestly got enough to navigate without letting this use up your headspace. Now I have got a full packing your hospital bag checklist as a downloadable PDF for anyone who is on my online and or live antenatal and hypnobirthing course. So if that sounds like something you're after, head over to midwifepip.com and check out my antenatal and hypnobirthing course options over there. It's been lovely to come on and chat with you today about the important topic of packing your hospital bag. If you've enjoyed my little solo chat, please get in touch and let me know. I love hearing your feedback. This is your podcast. So I want all of the content to meet your needs and to help you feel supportive and informed on the magic that is your pregnancy and birth prep journey. Before you head off, I just need to tell you something. 68% of you who listen to my podcast have not hit the subscribe button. So can you do me a favor? If you have ever enjoyed listening and hit subscribe now, it makes a huge difference and helps me to keep bringing you episodes. The bigger the podcast, the bigger the guests and the more women we can reach and help. Thank you for subscribing and I look forward to chatting again soon. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. 
Listen wherever you get your podcasts.